Yeah. Solid wood, they're going to last the, t- the what's test that of saying? Time. The test of time. <laughs> I was wanting to say the stand of time, but that's not it. Um, they're going to last gonna the last. stand of time. You're dark. Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Creating Love Together podcast. We have been on a long hiatus. It's been long. It's been almost exactly two years now. Yeah. 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 So we are inspired to uh, come back and we've done like what, 60, 70 episodes or something. And um, now we are re-energized to return um, with the same topics, same conversations and just really uh, just go forward, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've talked about it a couple times, but just never really did anything. And so it just wasn't the right time and now's the right time. Yeah. So I'm excited. Are you? Yeah, I I am really excited. And there's a couple of reasons why I'm excited. Okay. Um, first off, our like newly inspired kind of uh, message and just real, we've grown a lot since that time. And um, I think we have a, a lot to share. So yeah. that's, that, that causes me to be super excited. Uh, the other one is like, there was so many listeners while we were gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah that it was like, it, it inspires me in hopes that they're still there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so that's exactly. really neat. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of crazy. It's like we didn't even stop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we had a lot of listens and downloads. And yeah, so it was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So we are back. And um, so where have we been the last year and a half? So we haven't been on here since COVID or none of that stuff. So no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we initially kind of stepped away from the podcast because... I was changing focus. I was not doing as much with our podcasting business where we um, we manage the podcasts for multiple clients. So I kind of stepped away from that a little bit and started a furniture business mm-hmm. where we find old, outdated, ugly, just horrible dressers that just needed a facelift. Yeah. Solid wood, they're going to last the t- this What's test that saying? Time? The test of time. <laughs> I was wanting to say the stand of time, but that's not it. Um, they're gonna last. They're gonna the last. Stand of time. You're dark. Um, they're gonna last, but they're so ugly, nobody wants them. Yeah. And so I would, you would, stay, um, sand the tops. I would um, stain the tops yeah, and paint the bases. Talk and, for a minute how we got into that because we moved up to North Idaho with no belongings. Yeah. Uh, well, very little belongings. Bedroom, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the kids' stuff. Um, and that was it. We didn't have couches. We did have a TV, but we didn't have a kitchen table and we had nothing. Yeah. And we moved into a fully furnished house. And so we didn't need anything. Right. Um, but then when we moved down to Coeur d'Alene, we didn't have a furnished house all of a sudden. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, crap. What are we going to do? We have nothing to sit on. Yeah. So one of the, or both girls needed dressers. We went and we bought brand new, you know, couch and kitchen table and all that. But we didn't have an entertainment center um, or a TV stand. And, you know, the kids needed dressers. And 
so we were at a garage sale and we saw a really ugly dresser for like, I don't even know, like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. We were like, why don't we paint it and we'll, it'll be fine. And so we did and it turned out really nice. So we accidentally started a furniture business. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, okay, well, one girl needs it. Now the other girl needs it and we need one. And let's just keep doing this because yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah so it was really neat so we did it for the girls and there wasn't really a um a business yet no like, there was a seed idea like forming and then um we needed a master um dresser and then i think after that the seed started forming yeah because yeah. we were at, at somebody's garage sale and we're looking at and we're and we're debating back and forth should we buy this and like and work it up, and um, so we did, and we had that for the longest time, didn't we? We did. We got rid of that one and kind of upgraded as we've yeah, we've gone upgraded along, a few so. times. Yeah. Um, but you know, everybody said, or not everybody, a lot of people say you have to have this, this, and this, or you have to have this much money before you can start a business, or like, no. You literally we, started from. Um, I think didn't we like get rid of an old cell phone? Yeah, we sold an old cell phone to some dude who buys them. Yeah, got two hundred bucks, and we bought paintbrushes and paint, and that was it. Yeah, that's how our business started. So you literally started, you know, a you know awesome business, home based business with two hundred dollars yeah. in, and and now it's uh, pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> that awesome. Is so neat. Yeah. So it's kind of where I've been um, up until. Well, we're still doing it, but up until December when we kind of turned our lives upside down. Yeah, we did. Um, on accident. Like everything, I swear, everything happens on accident for us. Um, because you previously were wanting to do like, I'm not going to eat after 6 p.m. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I, um, <clears throat> you know, I was getting a little bit disgusted looking at my, uh, belly weight because that's where I hold most of my weight. Yeah. And, um, so that's where it's kind of visible the most, but, um, so I, I don't know if it was an ad on Facebook or some survey or whatever. So I put in, you know, information about me, my body type, and then they had these, uh, pictures of what your stomach looks like. And so I picked that picture and all this different stuff. And then it said that I shouldn't be eating, um, past 6 PM at night. Um, and I should, uh, break fast at, um, 10 in the morning. And so that's what I started to do. Yeah. But you never explained it to me. And so I'm like, okay, thanks for the inconvenience. You know, <laughs> like we have to be done eating by 6 PM. Yeah. Like we're busy. And so I just didn't understand what you were doing. And you finally gave up after doing it for a while. And then in December, someone I follow on Instagram was like, Hey, <clears throat> I'm starting this, this group on Facebook and it's all about gut health. I'm like, well, I'm going to join. I'm kind of curious, like, what exactly is that? And so I joined the group and it ended up being part of an MLM. Um, but the information and the knowledge was really good. Yeah. Um, the way I look <clears throat> at that is like kind of getting a jump start in the right direction. You know, yes. there's a, you can trace that event to like, you know, the the pushing out of, you know, initiation. So, yeah. Yeah. And we stayed with this MLM for three months. And in that three month time period, I just did a lot of education. Um, 
I was looking at different products and I was watching tons of YouTube videos and just really educating myself on gut health. And I did come to find out that with this MLM, it was like <clears throat> the probiotic, which is good, like 100%, really good. But then it was like, oh, you have to take this pill to clean yourself out after the, the, the pills have gone in and cleaned it up. Now you got to clean it out. Well, we quickly learned that our bodies didn't like the pill that cleaned us out, <laughs> you know? AKA maintenance shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it was just crazy. And we realized that- Th That's oh, what kind of got me the most is, you know, there's a, uh, a chemical, I think it's magnesium. Is that correct? I believe is so. That a lot of people take as a, a as a, um, something to make you go, you know, but, uh, you know, if you don't need it, then it's going to turn into a diuretic and some other yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, having diarrhea all the time, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and magnesium is good for you, but it's just, it was way too much. Oh yeah. my gosh. And there, you know, this MLM's whole thought was, oh, it's not working enough. So take more. <laughs> we were up spending, I don't even know what, six, $800 a month. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So we found another company. Um, if you have not heard of Dr. Axe, A-X-E, oh my gosh, go check him out. He's on YouTube. He's <clears throat> Instagram. You can check out his website. Like he is amazing. Everything he does, he does a lot of regenerative agriculture. He has his own farms. He has, you know, essential oil lines. <clears throat> and all of his essential oils are organic and he just uses the best quality and every time they create a product it's because it's a product that him and his family need. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I fell in love with his mindset. I ended up doing his essential oil coaching course. Um, and it really was just as a way to educate ourselves. Yeah. Cause if we learned anything through COVID, we can't rely on anyone else. And if shit hits the fan again, which everybody knows it will, what happens if we get sick yeah and we go to the grocery store and as ev everyone knows there was no medication yeah like there was nothing so yeah. it's like let's educate ourselves on natural remedies so if this does happen again yeah then we're good yeah and i think you know our listeners probably experienced some form of that for themselves but when you went to walmart well let me explain it this way so we used to do our uh walmart shopping um online yeah and get it delivered um but <clears throat> after covid that all went to an end because you couldn't get nothing yeah but then we go in there and then every kind of hygiene or sickness product or anything like totally gone like yeah empty yeah it was scary so like we're <laughs> we stock up now because yeah. okay women out there know this one thing you don't want to ever run out of is Pads or tampons. And toilet paper, we And learned. toilet paper. <laughs> well, toilet, toilet paper, you can make do. You could, you could figure it out. You can figure it to out. To an extent. So how does that work? You have no socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honey, where did all my socks go? <laughs> well, oh, let me shit. explain it. <laughs> um, but yeah. There's I was just, at a, a porta potty one time in construction and they had no toilet paper. And I was like, 
oh my goodness, man. It like really pissed me off. Yeah. So I grabbed my knife and I cut my undies off. <laughs> and uh, See, there's things you can do. Yeah, there's things you can do. I get it. Yeah. Um, you don't want to have to do that. But um, I just don't want to ever get to a point like that where, oh, we're sick. What are we going to do? Yeah. Or I feel like I'm getting sick. Is there something I can help to boost my immune system that's not vitamin C? Because come on, that's a joke. I mean, vitamin C is good for you. But there's so many other things out there that really, really work. Yeah. And one of them is elderberry. Yeah. Not the syrup because it has sugar in it usually. But a elderberry tincture. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I swear by that stuff because, you know, every time I get a sniffle, you go on a little regimen and nothing ever, you know, comes of the the sniffle or whatever. So it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, you're like notorious for every spring getting sick for like two weeks. Yeah. Every year that I've known you, you have been sick for like two weeks. Yeah. Knock on wood. It did. Not this year. <laughs> don't duck. Don't bark. <laughs> My dog's sitting here and I just knocked and she usually barks like when you hear a knock. Anyways, um, you haven't been sick since we started yeah, taking it. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So. We are back and um, we're in a holistic journey. And that journey started in December and uh, we've been going since then. Um, man, just a total, total uh, habit transformation as mm-hmm. far as um, uh, supplements, water, walking, just this whole thing, you know? Yeah, we've changed. Our whole lives have been turned upside down with these changes. Like we make our own homemade laundry soap which we will be selling in you know in the hopefully near future um there's a anti-aging serum i use because i have age spots and i mean let's face it i'm in my 40s and i don't want my you skin to go to hell real age i said 40s 40s oh okay 40s yeah okay i'm not saying my exact age <laughs> although if i did no one would believe me <laughs> no, um no And then like with you, like we have this amazing beard oil. We're kind of in a testing phase where we have it really great and we're sending it out to some people to try for testimonials. And, you know, we're just using all natural products now. And what can we make on our own? That way we're not having to go to the store and get stuff that's just loaded with chemicals. Yeah. So here's an interesting fact, honey. I don't know if... I think I heard you say, or I think I told you something about this, about Johnson and Johnson and how um, <clears throat> they have all these lawsuits right now for, what did it start out with? Carcinogenics, right? Yeah, it was carcinogenics in, it might have been Suntown Lotion, but that's the most recent one. But I think there was another one also. There was, yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was now, but it was like all these products are insanely loaded with chemicals. What, I mean, with well, what's funny though is um, like conspiracy theorists have believed that we've been poisoned for quite some time. Yeah, <laughs> you know they have all these different methods of what uh, what they think the you know the poison is. But to to really you know over the past month, you know the shampoos and the other things and these articles. Um, now we know that there is definitely poison in some of the stuff that we have been consuming, yeah. you know? Yeah, I saw um, some stats yesterday about sun, st- sun tan lotions. You think about it, you rub it all over your body, head to toe. Mm-hmm. And it was like two out of 
17 or two out of 19 of the ingredients in suntan lotion are okay for you. The rest yeah. are carcinogenic. Yeah. That's insane. That's, and it's because the insane. FDA is not anything prior to 1970 or 1970s. It's one of the two. Um, was grandfathered in with the FDA for mm-hmm. suntan lotion. Yeah. And so they never even did research on these chemicals in the sunblock. Well, I think <laughs> the reality is, is that like some of the stuff they won't change because money. Yeah. Like w- when I was living in California, I noticed when a sign first appeared at McDonald's about their fries. And yeah. it said this, this product has a known uh, carcinogenic by the uh, state of California that causes cancer. Yeah. Okay. And so they're serving fries with a known carcinogenic that causes cancer, but yet they're still allowed to to do this process. Now they probably have excuses and reasons and all this different stuff, but they're actually um, telling you that there's a product in there that is not very good for you. And yet they sell them at mass quantity to to the American yeah. public. You know, it's nuts. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I mean, none of this is about relationships. Sorry, guys. But, um, <laughs> That's you know, what we roll. We can talk about is. what we want. It's our podcast. Exactly. Um, um, what was I going to say? What was you going to say? I don't know. I don't okay. remember. <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, the chemicals and different stuff. So uh, needless to say, we're on a holistic journey and we're being more cautious yeah about uh, what we are putting inside of our body. Um, You know what's really crazy with this is your hands used to be horrible, like super dried, cracky. They'll get so dried and so cracked that they bleed. Yeah. And they just looked so painful. I'm making our own homemade um, hand soap for like in the bathroom or whatever. Um, Your hands are great. Yeah. They're completely gone. And that's the only change that was done. And your hands look yeah. normal now. Well, you think about it like the hand soap has, you know, a hundred chemicals inside of it. Yeah. And then like 50 of them, we can't even say what they are, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's really nuts. Yeah. That's, that is crazy. Talking so. about nuts. Uh-huh. You are the king of being allergic to nuts. I am. You can eat peanuts, but like pretty much no other kind of nut. Avocados. Um, cucumbers you can have pickles but you can't have cucumbers that's weird as soon as we started going organic you can eat all that now yeah what's that tell you it's obviously not the food well there's probably something in the the gen- genetic modified stuff mm-hmm. and also in the chemicals that they spray yeah i don't know if like you know we thoroughly understand that but we've experimented in my own life and yeah that's like so true yeah so Overall, so we've been on this overall, you know, a conscious journey of uh, just really uh, focusing on holistic health and, and um, it's been really fun. Um, yeah. The greatest thing for me, of course, is weight loss, man. Um, oh yeah. That's been awesome. You know, 25, for both of us, not 30, just you. 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it'd be too long before I get to my goal weight and it's not, um, it's not difficult at all. Not no, I mean, we'll still like, you know, we were, my mom was here for like almost a week. We went to her house for, I don't know, five days or so. And, and it was back to back and we didn't eat very well the whole time, <laughs> you know, Yeah. but we didn't beat ourselves up like we would have in the past if we were trying to be healthy because you do what you can. So we would do our normal morning smoothies, 
But if we had pizza for lunch, oh well. And so we're doing it in a way that's sustainable long-term. Because if we want that carb, we will have it. Yeah. Um, If we want that cake or that cookie, it's not very often we do it. But if, you know, once a week or whatever, we're like, ooh, a cookie sounds really good. We'll have it. Yeah. Because 95% of the time we eat very healthy. Yeah. And so if you don't ever treat yourself, it that sucks. The main problem with uh, diets and sobriety and all of these different things, it's like you think that once you jump off the bandwagon or you fall off the bandwagon, as they say, that uh, that means that, I don't know, like you should go balls to the wall sort of, yeah. sort of thing. And I think people do that with their diets a lot where it's like, Oh man, I effed up. So that means that I'm going to eat everything in the fridge. <laughs> Why does it have to yeah, be that? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, okay, you had one cookie. doesn't mean you need to have the whole box, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we're at a point where it's like, okay, yeah, that one cookie, that's sufficient for us. Yeah. It takes care of that sweet tooth and we're good to go. Yeah. But it's taken, I don't even know what month are we in? Seven? It's taken seven months to get there. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what we've been doing. So what's been your most like exciting thing about this seven-month journey so far? You know, I think just the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so much better. The different products we're using, whether it's hand soap, shampoo, body wash, um, the essential oils, I feel better. Yeah. Um, I don't feel... Like I'm being weighed down yeah. by these nasty products. And I yeah. never realized it before. Um, but when you make the change and you've done it long term, there's different, definitely a difference. Yeah. You know, for me, it's probably the, the mental clarity. Yeah. Um, you know, being an introvert and really contemplative, um, that, that goes up. Yeah. In, in uh, inspiration and, and stuff like that. So that clarity, I think, is really neat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think that comes, too, from, like, kind of mastering yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that. Well, and, you know, I've done a lot of thinking recently because we're also doing um, a holistic life coaching course right now to become certified. Um, and it's like, what's your niche? And you is men you know that's who you want to reach out to and for me it's like okay well it'll be women and in doing this i was trying to force it and it didn't feel right and it was frustrating and i was like oh my gosh i just don't want to do it so i would avoid it yeah and it wasn't until i don't know a week ago maybe that i was just sitting in the bedroom it was hot our bedroom was the coolest room so i'm sitting in there and i'm like i'm just gonna do some research for women and I was frustrated. And so I'm like, okay, let me stop and let me actually think why. And it was like, I was forcing something that wasn't coming natural, natural to me. I was forcing something that I wasn't supposed to do. Every time I do that in life, it's because it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's this, this you know, experience in the bedroom is actually why we're doing our, our podcast again. And it's like, anytime we do something with relationships together, 
Yeah. It comes naturally. It is so enjoyable. Yeah. And I love doing it. Yeah. Well, duh. Like, that's what I meant to do. Yeah. Go is, with that. Yeah. Go with that. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And every time I've come away from the relationships, like for a while, this was um, about women. It was frustrating. And that's why ultimately I, I ended up stopping is with the podcast for the Just Do You. And it's because it was frustrating to me. It was yeah. so difficult. I had to force it. And so let's just stop forcing things. Like, let's do what comes naturally. And every time we do that, it leads us to the path that we're supposed to be on. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we naturally resist stuff we don't want to do, right? Yeah. That's why we uh, either dig our heels in in resistance or we procrastinate and we put things off. It's just because. Like truck AC? Yeah, like truck AC. <laughs> <laughs> our heater and AC. Do we need to explain that one? <laughs> yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, because we got a, a, a code word with us is like. Truck uh, AC. Yeah, all we got to do is say truck AC and, and uh, they're comes massive clarity <laughs> yeah so our the ac and the heater in our truck didn't work um like the heat would work and the cool air would work but the fan would not blow in the truck yeah our dog doesn't like the dishwasher um anyways it wouldn't work and so you know in the middle of the winter when it's snowing and freezing we had no heat in the truck and in the summertime, it's like a thousand degrees right now. Yeah. And we were burning up. It was hot. And we knew what the problem was, but it was like a $1,200 fix. You didn't want to take the time to do it because the guy made it sound so hard. Yeah. And it so was like two a two things, day thing. Those two things. It's like, it's going to, the pain of $1,200 or the pain of hours worth of work immediate resistance like procrastination yeah. resist like i don't want to do this yeah. yeah so me getting sick and tired of being in the truck in the heat in thousand degree weather i looked it up on on um on youtube and i showed you the video and it said under a 20 minute fix yeah we were like what the heck a 50 dollar part yeah it was a 50 dollar part well no it ended up being a hundred dollars yeah a 50 dollar yeah. part and then the, the freon, freon. Mm -hmm. was 50 dollars and it took like what 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah top so it, it was a lesson on for tim on procrastination and <laughs> so now anytime i want him to do something and he's procrastinating it's like truck ac <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's anyways so funny. yeah it's really yeah. funny so i want to go into that uh question that we talked about uh, i read a lot yeah and i do a lot of contemplative stuff but uh I'll try to frame that question that we were, uh, that I brought up. It was, should we focus on our partner loving us or should we focus more on being lovable? Yeah. And uh, hopefully I word that right. So people understand yeah. what I'm, what I'm talking about here. Uh, it's a really, really deep uh, thought. And um, so what do you think about that? So, you know, I had to think about it. You read me the question and I just kind of paused for a minute and I thought, you know, for a healthy person, this question makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. For an unhealthy person, you would find resistance. Yeah. For me, I don't sit here and focus on, do you love me? That doesn't even cross my mind. I know you do. Mm -hmm. Why would I focus on, does Tim love me today? Oh, is he loving me right now? Or 
am I going to do something and he's not going to love me? Like if my sole focus is on, do you love me? Well, am I doing anything to be lovable? Yeah. You know, where an unhealthy person. So for me personally, I need to focus on, am I doing things that you can love? Mm-hmm. Am I lovable? Yeah. Am I a good person? Yeah. Um, so for me, I a hundred percent agree with that where focus on being lovable and your partner's going to love you. Yeah. As long as you're both healthy. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the key there because, uh, um, some of this dysfunction comes from insecurities and fears. Yeah. Right. So, um, a relationship that's insecure and in fear then they're going to be like, does this person love me? They're going to begin to question it and uh, all of that stuff. And then their focus is going to be more on that instead of being lovable, like you said. Yeah. Um, but I like this uh, thought because um, the you love me part, like when we get down to the core of it, I cannot really control whether you love me or not. Yeah. Um, but what I can control is if I'm lovable, like yeah. you talked about. And that is like being the best person I could be, like rising to my potential, like growing, you know, as a person, um, like who cannot love that? Right. right? It's when we're not, (laughs) (laughs) it's when we're fearful and insecure and it's like, well, I wonder if she loves me and and we're looking, investigating the relationship and, and looking, uh, you know, being suspicious and insecure and fearful and all of these things that actually repels the love that we're looking for. Yeah. And um, it's a little bit disgusting. It is. I was in a relationship where the other person was always like, it was a very unhealthy, sick type of love where it was like every two seconds they had to say, I love you. Yeah. And it was like, no shit, Sherlock. You <laughs> tell me every two seconds. <laughs> and it really got to a point it was like disgusting. Yeah. Um, well, it's a little bit like groveling, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Is it was it- like on the ground, on the knees, like, please love me. Yeah. It was so unattractive. I don't. And it, it was very unattractive. And it helped in pushing me away yeah. because it was so unattractive. It's like, I want a man. I don't want a man groveling at my feet. I want a man to stand by my side. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. And it's just when somebody is constantly focused on, do you love me? Why don't you love me? What am I doing? So you don't love me. Yeah. What's wrong with me? You're making yourself the victim And you're putting the blame on the other person and you're not even taking any time to step back and be like, why don't they love me? Mm -hmm. Let me examine myself. Let me examine what I'm doing, behaving, acting. What am I portraying? Yeah. Like examine those things because you cannot ever change somebody else. Yeah. So if you can look at it and you can say, what am I doing wrong? What should I change? And once you can I truly identify those things, change them. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's key, especially um, when relationships are going south, um, for 
each person to begin to focus on their own personal growth. Yeah. Because if you're like, I'm just going to fix this relationship. I'm going to fix this, fix this, fix this. Not understanding that you're not really working on yourself in the process. You're just trying to save your marriage, you know? Yeah. And so that's why, you know, in this process, it's, it's important to shift focus on becoming lovable because there may be multiple character issues, multiple habits, multiple different things that are actually um, destroying the relationship and uh, focusing on your partner loving you. It's not going to fix any problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, it takes two to tango. So if you want to have that healthy relationship, both of you really need to be working on yourselves. And in doing so, it will build up the relationship. But then what happens when you're the only one working on yourself and the other person's not? Yeah. You don't stop and become a little pussy, and this is man or a woman, and just start groveling. Yeah. It's unattractive. It is not healthy. So you know what you do? You sit there and you work on yourself. Maybe if you work on yourself, your partner will see, wow, look at everything that they're doing. Yeah. Look at how they've changed. Maybe then they'll be like, they'll get a clue and be like, okay, maybe I should work too. Yeah. Well, you've just identified one of the key problems, you know, when, when uh, working on yourself is, is the outgrowing uh, scenario where it's like uh, one person is strongly working on themselves and becoming a better person where the other one's like, you know, just remaining stagnant. Pulling dead we weight. Uh, pulling dead weight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um there's no end of that scenario where it works out well. No. And uh -uh. so like communicating and getting on the same page and growing together, I think is key because um, if you're not growing together, the divide is going to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you look back in two years from your growth and the other person remains the same, then that gap is going to be so huge. Grand Canyon. That your, <laughs> that your positive growth actually led to you know a, a divorce yeah so and it happens but you can't let them weigh you down if you're growing and you're educating yourself and you're making you the best person you possibly can be and your partner is just like being drug along yeah obviously you don't have a, a good relationship obviously they're not wanting to change yeah. Because if they wanted to somewhere along that path, they would have started changing. <clears throat> and I'm not like a huge proponent for divorce. I don't think you should just no, jump into no, it. Absolutely. I was just explaining um, how it can but, happen. Oh, exactly. But at some point, and you and I have both been there, you have just outgrown the situation. And if you stay in that situation, and I'm sure most people have been in here, whether it's teenage dating or adult dating or marriage or whatever. If you stay in that situation, it will bring you down. Yeah. You will never be able to reach your full potential. Yeah. Yeah. You know, marriage is, is oneness. And, um, you know, we don't naturally like become one, you know, except physically. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other part is a life journey. Yeah. And it's a process of unification and oneness and same purpose and mindset that, um, if that is not like evolving and growing, then, then the opposite is. And that is that we're, we're becoming distinct and separate and we're mm -hmm. not of the same mind. So that's, yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, if only one of you is growing, 
then is the other one looking at you, the, the other one who is um, being just staying stagnant, are they looking at you like, oh, so you think you're better than me now? Oh, that's what it does. Yeah, that's it exactly what it is. And it brings like resentment. Yeah. Because they're not changing. They're not growing. Yeah. And that's what this life is all about is change, growth, development. And if they're not doing that and they're stuck in their old habits and their old ways, like they're going to look at you like, yeah, you just think you're better than everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're going to even get a disgust for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Where it's <laughs> not that you think you're better than anyone. You're just growing and, and changing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, uh, the, the benefit in that conversation is really to, uh, communicate, get your, um, spouse on board and to really, uh, mastermind and become one and kind of grow together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome. You know, so in unhealthy relationships, you know, it's like, oh, you just think you're better than me. Or you look at them and they have a, a win in life and it makes you feel worse <laughs> because they're having a win and you're not. Yeah. Where for me and you, because we are in a healthy relationship and we're growing and evolving together, when you have a win, I get excited. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. When I have a win, you're the same way with me. Yeah. And that's what should happen in a healthy relationship. That's awesome. What an awesome question. I'm yeah. glad to be back. Me too. Uh, I'm glad the uh I'm glad to be here and we're going to uh continue on like we used to do in a very consistent fashion. And so if you're new to this show, welcome and uh we will see you again next week.